Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo Podcast. I'm your boy Dante here with my fam in the building. KT, what's going on, girl? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the title of the episode. Yep. <laughs> Just, yep. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, it's it's almost Friday once again. We made it to that mark. Made it to that mark. And uh actually gonna be a pretty long weekend. Are 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 you gonna have a long weekend? Are you off Memorial Day? I sure am because we observe the New York Stock Exchange hey. hours. You know what I mean? Talk to so, me yes. nice. Talk mm-hmm. to me nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna be be on my three day weekend. So I am definitely looking forward to it. But you know, Memorial Day, so that so you know we grilling out, and I was given the task to grill out. Now, wifey them bought the stuff, and she said, look, we grilling out. Now, she didn't, you know, this wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't a, hey, oh, by the way. It wasn't, hey, what do you think about it? It's like, all right, look, I got the steaks. I got this. I got that. I got that. In case you, you want to grill. I was like, but if you got all this stuff, of course I got a grill. So, all right, well, I guess I'm on the grill. So that's what's going down on Monday. But ain't mad at it. Ain't mad at it. Cause you know, I ain't being on the grill. That's, that's my, my my manly man thing. And I bought all these little contraptions and stuff. I want to try it anyway. So I'm like, alright, cool. Cool. But uh there's just there's just so much that I want to talk about. And we're gonna just and we're gonna just roll right through these things. Um, you know, first and foremost, first and foremost, I want to give myself a round of applause. Because I told y'all in the last pod with me, KT, and Nasur Nuru of the Late Night Flight Podcast. Shout out to Nasur. Shout out to Keisha. She was supposed to pop up, but it's all good. She's going to pop up on the next one. I said that with Brandy and Jack Harlow, I need to see some action. I need to see it. The petty in me is like something's got to happen. She has to drop some balls because she said, she was going to mark his ass at 43 on his own beats and then sing his ass to sleep. And sure enough, not even a week later, I come home from a hard day, an arduous day of working at the post office. Mr. Postman, I sit down and I see this track by Brandy and she's dropping some bars. And I was like, oh, I did it. It was because of me. I'm taking all the credit. I know I don't. I don't. Just, again, y'all just let me have it. Just nod. Just smile and nod. Just like KT. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just cooperating. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to play this track because it's... Oh, it was it was glorious. It was glorious. Glorious. So... We're going to play this track, and I just want y'all to take a listen. It's how fire this is. So let's go. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is world famous, one of the greatest. Living legend, did I mention my resume is amazing? The game need a breath of fresh air, and I'm breathtaking. Painted pictures, Cinderella scriptures, but that's on me, Jack in the street. Jack of all trades, now I'm here, Jack of the beats. Queens cancel, but you can never cancel a queen. Crown concrete stone, an angel in disguise, I roam the earth guard like the son of Jehovah's own. I bear witness to my second coming, a hundred miles of running. Still getting money from Mo to the I overdone it. Over 20 years, and I'm still a topic. A picture's worth a and now I'm feeling, feeling dropping. 43, I'm feeling like a kid with millions watching. Popular, but now I'm popping shit for those out of pocket. I went diamond, guess I'm still a gold mine shining. This black excellence at its finest. Don't call me Granny no more, call me your highness. Built tougher than my brother Ray J. Glasses. Christmas passion, he woke up a beast. 
now it's madness. Singer slash rapper, rapper slash actress. I'm reaching for the crown. You might get a hand from the thorns, or maybe you just wanna be down. I put on for my women, boss chicks and kings. Put respect on my name. I was here before means, skinny jeans and dope fiends. High on lean, I'm high off life. The most times it's all you mean. And the moral to my story is my chapter is new again. Back on top of the world, God do again. Doing something people thought I'd never do again. For the fans, the hustlers and hooligans. Yeah. You, you know what? That's my I, girl. I, I I want to play it again, but I'm not. But oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> Just Brandy's my face. Stop playing with that girl. Stop playing with that girl. All I'm saying is, she said, "Look, they cancel queens. Cancel, but you can never cancel a queen." I was like, "Oh, you better talk. You better talk." She said, 20 years in the game and I'm still a topic. A picture's worth a million and I'm feeling in a, and I'm feeling philanthropic. Yeah. When you rhyme philanthropic, you know you that girl. That's all. <laughs> you know you that one. You know right. you one of them. If you rhyme philanthropic, 20 years in the game and I'm still a topic, a picture's worth a million and I'm feeling philanthropic. Oh my God. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing. Um, she said that don't mean jack in the streets jack of all trades now I'm here jacking for beats I mean come on man <laughs> come on how she flipped your name flipped your beat and she did exactly what she said she was going to do she said I will work your ass at 43 on your own beat and then sing your ass to sleep alright I'm, I'm done being a fanboy yes yes cause this was dope this was fire KT I, I know this is your girl. This is your girl, girl. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, man, man. So you know. Now, of course, this is all in fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm not trying to perpetuate any negativity, but as Brittany said, all love, all in fun. And you know, she just had to step out for one moment to remind y'all. She said, "Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is." world famous oh my god all right okay all right mm -hmm. i'm done see you see i'm 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 not a rapper's only, rapper so i like not only yeah is she the vocal bible uh-huh uh-huh but now she's stunting on beats too stunting on beats come on what 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 come on come on come on <laughs> the vocal bible Mm -hmm. understand hear me hear me when I tell you this was dope this was dope but you know now a lot of people are surprised at this they're like they can't believe that oh I didn't know she could rap that way oh oh you don't know you don't know Brandy Norwood that's all mm -hmm. that's all you don't know Brandy Norwood right so but yeah dope dope stuff uh, do you think Jack Harlow's going to respond if he know it's good for him he won't <laughs> if he know what's good for him he won't nah. he'll just enjoy he will. he will just take advantage of the fact that you know somebody yes. of her stature and status uh -huh. has mentioned him yep. and brought attention because to him and just right. leave it at that and just leave it at that because mm -hmm. at the end of the day I think this does more good for Jack Harlow than anything negative honestly right uh you know it was a a, a innocent gaffe if you will it's like I didn't know Brandy and Ray J were, were siblings you know I, I just didn't know I'm, I'm young blah 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 she came out had a little fun with it and you know what I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you about eh, about 32. I'm going to give you a nice little 32 set. little 32 piece wing dinner. Extra spicy. And then I'm going to go on about my business. Enjoy your day. Congratulations on your album release. That's all she did. That's all she did. So it was dope. It was dope. So speaking of album release. um, um, oh, I just feel I have to do this. Because <laughs> I just feel I have to do this. Mm. Because of who it is. Mm -hmm. So Yes, I just have to, I have to do this. I have to do this because Nick Cannon. Mm. One thing Nick Cannon as much as as many flowers I can give him for just being, you know, such a hard worker, 
Um, I, I kind of put him in the category kind of like a Mike Epps. And what I mean by that is, uh, clearly y'all can see that I, I'm doing the say something nice before I say something <laughs> negative type of thing. <laughs> so the one thing I can say about Nick Cannon is that, you know, he's like the Mike Epps type of thing. And what I mean is they may not be the most talented in their field, uh, but they work hard. They are consistent workers. They, they are the the epitome of hard work beats talent type of saying. I'm sure y'all heard that, that, that saying before. You know, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know, that type of thing. But he just consistently works. And he, he's always in something, getting doing something, mm-hmm. a part of something. And he's getting to that bag. So I can never not give him his flowers, especially for what he has done for others. Uh, and he's he's changed a lot of lives. So I got to give him respect and salute for that. But one thing he cannot do is rap. And <laughs> he cannot do is rap. He cannot rap, at least not well. Mm. Um, so he was like, all right, I hear y'all. So I'm not even going to rap. I'm going to drop something on y'all. And I ain't even going to rap. I'm a sing. So <laughs> Nick Cannon oh, dropped a tape, a mixtape called Rollin' B, the explicit tape. And um, he's singing. He's he's doing the Ty Dollar Size. So I'm gonna play a little snippet for y'all. Oh God! Oh, yeah, no, no, come on, KT. It's gonna be okay. Right. It's gonna be okay. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little snippet for y'all. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So you know this is this is Raw and B. Now it features some hitters on there. Brandy's on this project. Mm. Um, K Michelle is on here. Jaquees, if y'all respect him as such. Uh, oh. John Quincy, he said he's the king of R&B. No, um, no, sir. <laughs> no, Todd Dollar himself is on the project. <laughs> and some other people. You know what? On the project. When I first heard <laughs> Todd Dollar I thought it was like a spoof commercial. Or something. <laughs> when I heard oh, that no. pop locket drop it, I was like, is that a real song? I didn't, oh, I didn't, man. I thought it was like some kind of little spoof or something i'm sorry you know yeah no 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 he he, so he he got the big hitters on here and he said you know what y'all gonna put some respect in my name because y'all say i can't rap but i can sing and here's him showing y'all that he can sing oh god tonight if you think you're horny now wait until tonight girl for tonight is that midnight service I'll have you shaking in your spirit Is that midnight service Not the midnight service Just take the mic, girl, don't be nervous Testify, I'm at your service Had a screaming Jesus She can't take this penis On this Sunday evening it's that midnight surf Had a screaming Jesus She can't take this penis On this Sunday evening It's that midnight surf Alright, so that's that's uh, Nick Cannon And that's uh, off the first track called uh, Prayer Service or something like that Featuring K. Michelle So the, the, the artist or the, the album art that you see Of course is him, he's holding up a, a naked woman But that's one of his baby mamas. Um, yeah. And, you know, in a recent interview, he's like, oh, he's not stopping. He's not done making children. Thing. He's going to keep making babies. Um, and Hence yeah. the reason he got to work so damn hard because he got too many dang gone children <laughs> to take care of. <laughs> well, you know, that's something to think about. But I'm glad you said it and not me. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying though, like <laughs> Negro, that's that's <laughs> you. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much because you yeah. know what? How can you really be a good father to all of them when you got that many kids? Yep. And then you got all these dang on jobs, sir. Like uh-huh. something's gonna go lacking at some point. 
Yeah. Whatever. I don't know nothing. Yeah. You because know. It's, it's just... I don't know. My, my thing is, you know, like I, I do appreciate the the maturation of Nick, um, and you know, I'm and I'm always going to be pro black to the death. Um, but it's like for you to hold the black, the pro black stance that you have, and I'm like, how is this helping the cause, so to speak, in in creating healthy black families when exactly. you have your seed spread across so far and wide and you know and you ain't in the home most of the baby mamas you ain't in the home yeah for all of right. them you're not yeah so it's like yeah th- th- they may be more well off than others as far as financially and as far as their social status and this that and the third but it's like but that ain't no substitute for presence right exactly exactly so that, that's my only criticism that's my only criticism it's like you know, for the stance that you have and the, the podcast that he has and, you know, just that that's what got him in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, the Wild and Out got taken down and quote unquote canceled for a while because um, he was spreading some uh, talking and discussing some some pro-black views that uh, also teetered along like the Hebrew Israelite about the black man being the real Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what got him in trouble. Uh, so it's like these stances here, but it's like maybe there's a particular passage or something that I'm missing that kind of supports why I want to spread my seed and make all these babies. Maybe he thinks that, you know, we are, I'm, I'm helping the black community creating these children because technically, you know, they'll be black, if you will. But like, I, you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I call bullshit. But yeah, th- that's his new project. I call bullshit. Uh, yeah, that that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but that was called Raw and B, the explicit tape by Nick Cannon. So shout out to my step cousin. Hi. Right. So you know, it's just a, a lot of other crazy things that happened. So it's like you know, even like the Red Ranger was caught up in a PPP fraud. And I was like, no, man, not the Red Ranger. No. Not Jason. Not him. Not Jason. Tyrannosaurus. Like, you know, like he was like, he was the leader. Mm-hmm. Like, he was saving the world from Rita and Goldar and all these other people. Like, he was, it was a, he was the Red Power Ranger, man. Ah. It was like, night, night. Not, <laughs> Sorry, I just I got caught up in the moment. Do that one no, more time. No, Do it again. No, that's okay. <laughs> was that was that Rita? It was. <laughs> that I was can't Rita. believe that. I can't believe. <laughs> See, you making me laugh. I was trying to <laughs> get it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just so dope. That was that was amazing. We ain't even had dope or doodle yet. That was so dope. <laughs> I can't believe my oh friends my are partying again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, man. Like, bro, you were saving the world. You were saving us, protecting the world. Mm. Not just Angel Grove. You was protecting us mm. from Rita and all her evil schemes. Mm. Megazord, like y'all was doing all that, and now you you stealing money from the people you was supposed to protect. Come on, man, that was just crazy. And he's facing twenty years, twenty years, like that's crazy. Imagine the type of hazing he's gonna get when he goes to jail. Or oh, you that Power Ranger nigga, huh? Let's see. Let's <laughs> just. All right. Let me see them. I got him. <laughs> you defend your ass <laughs> with the Megazord, <laughs> right? I'm gonna show. Let me show you my megazords. <laughs> Pause like a motherfucker, but I oh, it's morphin' time, all right. <laughs> oh, it's morphin' time, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Well, since since we added since we added, man, let's just go ahead and play Dopa Doodoo. Let's just get right to it, cause <laughs> it's just oh 
Hey, you got me rolling today. You got me rolling. Hey. Alright. So for those that's listening and don't know what Dopa Doodle is, this is the, the game that we play here at Talk My Credo where I bring up a couple of topics. And in discussing this topic, we determine if this topic is dope or if it's doo-doo. So we're gonna start with the one that honestly had us like, what? What? So first of all, I just need someone to understand that um cultural appropriation is an actual thing. <laughs> and I don't understand why in 2022 companies and corporations still don't understand what that is. So Walmart doo created is <laughs> doo-doo. We ain't, you ain't even got no doo-doo. What is really irritating me right now is the fact that they got a freaking mm-hmm. napkin that has it's the freedom for me on it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So for those who listen and don't know what we're talking about, Walmart has released a Juneteenth themed ice cream. Now the brand that they use was great value. Nonetheless, and we're going to talk about that a little later. A great value Juneteenth themed ice cream. Swirled red velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream for Juneteenth, along with Juneteenth plates and napkins and, you know, all this good stuff. And it celebrates African-American culture, emancipation and enduring hope. And it wasn't received very well because, you know, we were like, wait, what the what in the culture appropriation is this? What is this? What is this business? What is this? I got to take my my African accent title back since you gave Naso all those. Yeah, (laughs) this is doo-doo, doo-doo. So as you know, of course, we're like, yeah, this this is absolute bullshit. (laughs) This is some doo-doo here. There is no dope thing about this. So much so that Walmart had to pull the Juneteenth ice cream because the backlash was so quick and swift and and broad and loud yes swift because like you said it's this screams cultural appropriation you know what this reminded me of immediately when I saw it was Bath and Body Works for their Juneteenth line when they wrapped up old products in kente cloth design and oh we want to celebrate the black Mm. community this is exactly what this looks like Mm -hmm. they need (laughs) to take and the same thing happened they need to take a page out of Target's book. Target uh-huh. knows how to do it right. Yes. Walmart. Yes. And just, that's why. This is trash. It's trash. Now, the thing about it is, it's the fact that you use great value. Now, great value Walmart is the generic, brand. the cheap brand. Yeah, it's the Walmart cheap brand. There's a great value alternative almost everything in the store oh you can't get hawaiian punch will get great value tropical punch oh you can't afford fruit loops oh we'll get the great value fruity rings oh you you don't like the frosted flakes we'll get the great value frosted toasted snowflakes or something like you know just you know what i'm saying so it's like you had to do the cheap brand where you want to celebrate black people so what are you trying to say what are you trying to say? But that's all. So they, they pulled it. And the idea is, you know what? All you had to do, all you had to do, but just highlight black creators. If you wanted to make a, a Juneteenth ice cream, just highlight some black owned ice cream businesses like Creamalicious. They're black owned. Their ice cream is really good. Now, for me, it's almost like diabetes in a pint because that's, that stuff is sweet. It is sweet, um, but it's good, too. It's so I've good. never had it. And this is the same the same flavor that y'all tried to create that Juneteenth bullshit from. So, highlight Cream Malicious, and there you go. Hey, to celebrate Juneteenth, here are some items that you may want to find. You know, you can do it like a special. You can feature them. Uh, hold some sort of Juneteenth deal. Hell, see if you can uh, put Juneteenth colors. You know, they had the red, the black, and the green, and, and, and the yellow. You know, 
make that the Juneteenth theme of black created items that are featured in your store. Feature them and put them as some part of deal. If you buy them all together, you get 30% off or something like that. It's so simple. It's so simple. But this is what happens when you have people who are not a part of a culture who only money. sees mm-hmm. money. Trying to monetize. They only saw they only saw yeah. money in this. And but we've allowed it. So can we really be mad at them? We've allowed this. We let them play to our emotions and sensationalism for forever. Forever. So, you know, but that's all. Y'all get cream malicious uh, the same way last year was like, no, y'all don't step a pinky toe in Bath and Body Works and buy no Kente cloth uh, fragrance and lotion and stuff, which is literally just old stuff. Y'all just repackage. Go to a black-owned candle shop go to a black owned you know soap maker you know all this type of thing just just go to the black creators go, go to the black owners and do business with them if you want to celebrate juneteenth just simple simple but all right let's so we want to go to the next one and the next one is almost just as bad at least for me but maybe maybe y'all rock with it Maybe y'all rock with it. So we, we're going to see. So, you know, we recently, you know, had a collaboration here with the Talk My Credo podcast with Nassau Nubu of the Late Night Flight podcast. I've been over there to their podcast and done a few episodes. So y'all check out episode 90. Check out episode 91 that is coming out Sunday, I believe. The date of this recording is Thursday the 26th. So, you know, and I, I like our collaborations. You know, our collaborations are dope to me. I'm having a fun time. Uh, you know, we're going to have Keisha that is also on a late night flight in some other places going to be on here. Also on the Talk My Credo podcast soon. And, you know, so it's good to network. It's good to build together because we all in this together. All right. Now, all that to be said, some collaboration should just never happen. Some things should never be seen together. So do you think this is dope that Ritz Crackers and Oreo Cookies decide to do a collaboration? And they say, you know what? We're going to just combine forces. So one half of this cookie will be the Ritz cracker with the cracker and the peanut butter. And the other half is going to be an Oreo cookie with the Oreo cream filling. So KT, when you look at this right now, when you see the Ritz Oreo or the Oreo Ritz, do you think this is doo Or do you think this is doo-doo? Because <laughs> that's what it looks like it tastes like. This doo-doo. Listen... I was just wondering who's going to actually eat this. But I know there are people that will eat it. Um, maybe if if anything for content purposes. But it's just like, okay, you know, these are very two contrasting tastes. You know, this is a peanut butter cracker and a chocolate creamed cookie. You know, and I was just like, this, I don't know what that tastes like, but it doesn't. Look Oreo appealing. ain't even real chocolate. And it's got like a very distinct taste, and yes. it's just I just can't. Right? Imagine. Can picture that taste. The two yeah, of them together that being with the Ritz That's cracker. Just screams nastiness <laughs> to me. Yeah, it it looks it looks nasty. It looks nasty. So this this is doo doo, baby. Absolute doo doo. Absolute doo doo. So Ritz Oreo Oreo Ritz, um, is like again, you may love Ritz crackers, but you know I like Ritz. You know I I like Oreo, but I don't like it together. That's all I'm saying. Some collaboration just shouldn't happen. But hey, you never know until you try. This seems like a future album. Which to me, future albums are basically let's just throw a bunch of shit against the wall and let's see what sticks. And that's just what they did. Let's just try it out, see what happens. It didn't work. Alright. So <laughs> So the next one. The next and the last one. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get a bit more serious here. Because we've talked about this a few pods ago. We talked about Brittany Griner, the uh American WNBA basketball star. Um honestly one of the greatest to ever come through to play the game of professional women basketball and that's just being modest if if I'm being honest but in the off season we talked about she goes to Russia to play basketball but while she was over there on her way back to the United States she was apprehended at the airport uh, by having a vape pen that contained weed 
uh, and they detained her and she's been detained for some months now. It's been some months, at least at least three months, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they, they were told to be quiet about it. They were told not speak about it. Do not make this a political issue because this happened like right when Russia attacked Ukraine. Um, and we joked about this. And honestly, and I'm like, mm, maybe our jokes are becoming a bit prophetic here. But uh, yeah, we joked about them leveraging Brittany Griner for something they may want in return from the United States. So this is what happened here. So the United States, after all this time, they say, you know what? We will do a prisoner swap. Let's do a trade for you sports people out there. The United States came to Russia and said, I propose a trade. We will trade you for, for Brittany Griner to come back to the United States. We will give you a Russian arms dealer by the name of Victor Bout, where he's been apprehended for arms dealing, dealing guns and other weapons and stuff. We'll give this prisoner to you if you give us Brittany Griner. Now, there's been no response or word of what happened, but my question is, on the behalf of the United States, <clears throat> do you think it's dope that they will give up a Russian prisoner for Brittany Griner? Or do you think it's doo-doo that, hey, this is a dangerous arms dealer and she's just a basketball player? What do you think? I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't we don't know. know. Because that's just kind of how I see it. Kind of how I see it. Now, here's why I'm going to side with dope. Because this breaks a cycle for me. And that cycle is terrorists don't take black hostages. So, <laughs> so the fact that the United States are actually willing, you know what? We'll give you a dangerous arms dealer. We'll, we'll, we'll give him to you. Give us just, our Britney so, back. Bring Britney Griner. Just give us our Britney back. You know, now she's not a dangerous criminal. She's just a basketball player who had weed. So of course, you know, the scale doesn't seem very even to me, but but we'll we'll give you this arms dealer that I'm pretty sure you guys will just probably let go and he'll continue to do what he does. But just just stop the BS and let us have our, our Britney Grinder back. And I think that's dope. I think that is dope. Uh, regardless of if you think the trade-off is fair, uh, I think it's dope that they would even propose such an offer. So really? for once, I'm, I'm actually really shocked. Yeah, exactly. That was even yes, because you know we were saying, hey, they about to just leave her over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm very surprised. That's what we said. That's what we said. So <clears throat> yeah. So that wraps up our our segment of dope or doodoo. So. You know, if y'all have any more uh, uh, suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, and all that type of stuff, y'all know how to hit us up. But all right, so we're going to move it along. We're going to move it along because there is some things that, you know, we want to get, we want to really get into. Um, and honestly, it's been some things that, that has honestly disturbed me. So for KT and I, you know, us, you know, being in the church and, and, you know, being very familiar with church culture and even the religion of church, I thought this was a very good topic to have because this is a very serious discussion that I believe that more people than not have had some experiences with. Um, and so I'll preference this story like this. There is a pastor, I believe his name is John Lowe. I could be mistaken. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yep. John Lowe. He's a pastor uh, in Indiana. 
Yeah. Um, so John Lowe is a pastor at New Life Christian Church and World Outreach in Warsaw, Indiana. Um, he recently stood before his congregation and he confessed that he has committed adultery and he has done wrong and violated his office uh, of pastor. And now he will accept accountability, take, re take responsibility, be, hold himself accountable. And he will step down uh, as, as pastor of this church. Now he mentioned that this adultery was 20 years ago, but he basically tried to, be silent about it, but now he's ready to accept responsibility and he steps down. And people seem to, you know, admire the, the honesty now. And but then something happens. So we're gonna play this video. And I just want y'all to just listen. Cause this is his his confession here. And then we're gonna stop and, and talk about it. And I have an announcement for you. Uh, it's called a confession. And uh, I committed adultery. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long. It involved one person, and there's been no other, nor any other situations of unbecoming conduct, conduct for the last 20 years. I will not use the Bible to defend, protect, deflect my past sin. I have no defense. I committed the adultery. To say it plainly, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an issue. I didn't have an affair. I didn't make a misjudgment. I sinned. I need to say that and you deserve to hear it. I have been asked why did I wait so long to deal with it? Why hide it all these years? The answer, there is no good. I told myself for years, silence served to protect everyone, the other person, those closest to her, from the hurt, and from the public embarrassment. And I'd like to think that was true. But the truth is, that silence was to protect myself as well. While applying church discipline for sexual failure, for repentance, confession, and restoration, I myself had not been disciplined for sexual misconduct. I will not use the Bible to defend myself or to beat you into scriptural submission. 20 years ago, I repented. Now today for this fresh hurt, I ask you to forgive me for the deep wound that I have caused. All right, so, you know, a, a very touching confession seemed very genuine. Seemed, you know, on the up and up, like, yo, you did, you did some, some fucked up shit, but okay, like you, you here, you, you standing up to, you know, finally, 20 years later, you, you seem to be ready, you know, but that's another topic in of itself, 20 years later, but, you know, for the most part, everything was on the up and up and it was received rather well, you know, and you're like, all right, and I'm stepping down, but then something happened. The person in which he sinned with was actually sitting in the congregation of this church when he gave this confession. And after he began to step down from the podium and people are standing up and applauding him, thank you so much for your bravery, she says, no, 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 no. He's not the victim here. And she began to call him all the way out. And I just have to play this clip here because... It's it's painful, but I believe it's also necessary because what she did was like, okay, no, you you're not going to ride off into the sunset here. You you you're mm -hmm. you're posturing yourself to to face and take accountability, but now I'm going to make sure you really do because this is what really happened. For 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years. I lived in a prison of lies and shame, lying to protect the Lowe family. For years, I thought I was a horrible person having suicidal thoughts, not realizing what had been truly done to me. 
I'm a prisoner no longer. I was just 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Do you remember that? I know you do, and I have plenty of other stories that I could bring to your remembrance. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should have never been done. If you can't admit the truth, you have to answer to God. You are not the victim here. I tried to tell someone, but all that was done was cover up. It might not be the way, but every time you covered up for Russ Spangle, my best friend was my age when your associate pastor was molesting his two daughters. And you know that. You sent him to be a pastor in another church. We can call Melanie right now and Cassie, her sister. They sat down with you. You sent Melanie away. Don't look at me like that. You know the truth. I told you I committed adultery. I told you that it went on far too long. Did you do it? Yes, we did. I you didn't that. tell them she was 14 years old. No, at 16. Sorry, 16. She was 16 years old, Jay. Okay, and it was wrong. I can't say it. I can't make it right. I can't make it any better. That's just the way it is. So, yeah. Plot twist like a motherfucker. Now, I know that clip was a little long. Uh, and I'll do my best to kind of trim it down to to what you actually need to hear. But for those who are listening, basically what has happened is a pastor stood up in front of his congregation and admitted that I just committed adultery 20 years ago. It was wrong. I haven't taken accountability for it. So, you know, I'm going to do that now and I'm going to step down as your pastor because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to defend myself. What I did was wrong. And, and it's just the right thing for me to step down and kept it like that. But then the victim was actually in the congregation. And as soon as it seemed that he was going to be celebrated for his brave act, she told some real truths to really hold him accountable to the fact that basically he raped this girl. And the fact that she held on to that pain for 27 years. So I do all of that. Just bring up the fact that I believe and I'm willing to bet that there is Anyone under the sound of my voice either has directly experienced or know someone who has experienced this very type of thing of misconduct in the church. I call them church harems to where you have a pastor that basically uses the church and the congregation as his personal dating pool to where they do what they want with who they want and then hide behind the pulpit and the authority of God to carry out these acts behind the scenes and manipulate these people that they get involved with into silence, fear, to the point to where, you know, who else can they turn to? I'm supposed to be coming here to try to be more and find more about my relationship with God and how to be closer to him and be more like him and this, that, and the third. But now this isn't even a place for me to grow and learn anymore because that has been completely shattered. So I just wonder, how exactly do we keep these type of instances accountable? Because as you heard, you know, the congregation was pretty upset. They went from, we're, yeah, we're clapping. Good job, Pastor. Thank you. You know, it's wrong what you did, but thank you for manning up about it to now. Oh, no, no, no. You should be in jail right now. You should be in jail. Because the way you, the way you said it, it was perceived as one way, but the actual truth so even now, as you stay here with your confession, you're not even telling the truth in your confession. So these church harems, honestly, is why, you know, just me personally, why I've just been completely turned off from the institution of church and the culture of church, because there's just all these things that happen within the church where you are to believe that it doesn't. Just a whole bunch of hypocrisy. So, I mean... Um, and the way he yeah. tried to turn it around yes. at the end and say, you know, it, I mean, that's just what it, what it was is we didn't, you know, yeah. Uh, some of that is not true, but um, yes, it did happen. That's just what it is. Really? Yeah. Like, right. 
just brushing it off like it ain't nothing. Sir, you uh-huh. completely defiled the office that you had. Because he knew. Completely defiled it. Yeah. Figuratively, spiritually, and literally defiled the office. But it's not necessarily to be a joke, but yeah. Like, you did that. Like, she said, I was 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Like, imagine how absolutely disgusting you have to be to where you posture yourself as a pastor, a shepherd for the Lord. And you basically, it's, it's, I don't even say basically, you rape a 16-year-old girl taking her virginity on your office floor. And then you cover it up for 27 years. And then now, I'm not sure what even spurred you to even do this. Maybe you realized that people were starting to speak up and you tried to get in front I of it. And you wasn't banking on them being in that congregation service. Or you thought you can get in front of it. Uh-huh. I guarantee you he was trying to get in yeah. front of it. He was trying to go ahead and make his exit uh-huh. before things got out of hand. That's what he was trying to do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Got right out of town, disappear, and and escape. He was trying to escape. And here is my, my best version of the truth to where I'm telling the truth, mm-hmm. but I'm not telling the truth. And the way I see it, mm-hmm. a half truth is a whole lie. So, yeah, that that's that's my judgment. He tried to get in front of it. He wasn't banking on them being there. Speaking and up. he damn sure wasn't banking on them mm-hmm. coming up and confronting him yeah. in front of that congregation that morning. Because so much so, you saw the son got up on the podium trying to get her to stop. And what they was going back and forth of, she was, he, and the son was like, you know, you know, you you should have gotten counseling, and she was like, if I would have gotten counseling, he would and be in prison right like, now. How you just gonna come to I'm me like, and okay, talk so, about I should have gotten counseling? Your father, yeah, shouldn't have yes. done it in the first place. Yes, in the first place. No, I shouldn't have to go to counseling because it shouldn't have been done. Period. Especially at 16 years old. Dirty old man. Oh, right. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's that's just crazy. So, it's like, how do you hold these people accountable? And that's just how I always think. Like, what, what can you actually do to where it actually transform what's supposed to be the house of the Lord? To where people are held to a standard to where... They don't do these things and must let's get away with it. So, you know, and, and that's just, I know that's just such an impossible question to answer because you're dealing with spiritual things that, you know, everyone may not be on one accord or even believe in, but there's just one thing I know that the reason a lot of people have turned from the church and the deterioration of the church and church culture and the religion of church, why the religion is so prevalent is because of these church harems to where you have these people like mm-hmm. remember what we talked about with, with yep. Hillsong with was it Carl Lentz that's where he had, he, he had a church harem and dealing with multiple women and dealing with women under the guise of this spiritual authoritative figure, servant of God but he had a church harem so in, in example after example, I'm sure those who's listening, you, you, your local church to where you, that you know directly and specifically, or maybe it's someone you know who knows a person directly and specifically, but you know, you, you have heard stories throughout your life of this very thing happening in your local church. And it happens in your local church and in these mega churches. Because this church here, for those who are listening, this isn't a small church. This is a nice size church. So it almost looked comparable to, to word of God. Don't you think you mm-hmm. think it gives that word of God vibes as far as the space. So in word of God fellowship is a dope church, dope, dope church. Um, but just as far as the space for those who know what I'm talking about. Um, rest in peace, Bishop Frank and passage on Summerfield. Yeah. Um, God, I miss y'all. I miss y'all so much. Um, 
but yeah, like the, so that's that was just that, and uh, there hasn't been an update yet. But I, I honestly do hope that the authorities gets involved and there's an a, an official investigation of putting this man behind bars. Your recompense, your accountability involves jail time. That's just to be honest. That that's what I think. That's what I think. But all right, man, look, man, we're going to get up out of here. Thank y'all for checking us out. This is episode 85. 15 episodes away from 100. And for episode 100, I'm heading down to South Carolina, and I'm going to pull up on KT. We're going to do this thing live. We're going to do it live for episode 100. (laughs) Episode 100. So listen. We love y'all. Listen, thank y'all so much for checking us out. Uh, Please be sure to, to like follow subscribe however you're listening to us please leave a rating thank y'all so much for those who are leaving ratings uh there, there's there's one i actually want to i want to read but i'll i'll start reading them if it means you got y'all gonna post them i will read these ratings so um i appreciate it um someone said oh Great content, great host, great production, great show, great everything. Do yourself a favor and listen to this podcast now. Thank you so much to uh, Big Mysterio. <laughs> Thank y'all. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all continue to do that, and we're just going to keep trying to get better and better for everybody. So you know what? We out of here. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Be safe out there if you're traveling on the road. Be safe if you're going to be on that grill. You don't need anything blowing up in your face and all that good stuff. Have a great time and be safe. On behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast, I'm your boy Dante, my big sis KT. Stay fly, stay blessed, and until next time. Come on,